Welcome to Her Next Play's Power Chat Podcast, hosted by Sarah Wegman and Audra Emerson. At Her Next Play, our mission is to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. Sports build powerful leadership skills, and female athletes have enormous leadership and career potential. In our Power Chat Podcast, we talk to inspiring women leaders about sports, leadership, and careers. So welcome everyone to today's Power Chat podcast. I am so excited for today's show because we have with us Alexis Walsko, a vivacious, energetic leader and an absolute powerhouse in PR. Alexis is founder and CEO of Lola Red, a digital public relations firm whose company motto is We Hustle. So you just know that you can expect absolute great things. Alexis started Lola Red when she was just 22 years old and has built the organization to be one of the premier PR firms in Minnesota. Her drive, along with her willingness to say yes to new ideas, has led her to co-host the radio talk show Shop Girls, run an ultra marathon, literally climb mountains, and launch a new division of her company Lola Pro to work with professional athletes. Alexis graduated from the University of Colorado Boulder with a degree in marketing and entrepreneurship, and she grew up playing tennis and running track. Alexis, welcome to the Power Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for being with us today. I want to start off the conversation by talking a little bit about public relations and Lola Red is a digital public relations firm with a long list of familiar clients uh, like Smashburger, Love Your Melon, J.R. Watkins, Kiehl's, Lifetime Fitness, and so many more. But Alexis, can you give our audience a sense for the award-winning work that you do for these companies? Because I think there tends to be a lot of confusion around what PR is and what it isn't. Right. Uh, I the super easy way I like to describe it is we like to make companies and people famous. So what that means is that when you are watching your evening news, when you are reading your favorite magazine in print, like in the olden days, or online, and it is talking about some of the brands that you mentioned, um and and saying that you should buy a love your melon hat because it gives uh, a a portion of their proceeds back to pediatric cancers we are the people that are placing those stories and um it is different than advertising whereas advertising you can think of it more like a billboard so that is when a company goes and decides what exactly their message is and they go and place it. And it doesn't really have any sort of third party verification because in advertising, you can say whatever you want to say. Whereas in public relations, you need somebody else to basically be vouching for your story and retelling your story. And I love the story about how you got into PR because we talk about hustle um, and uh, your company motto obviously stems from who you are. Can you tell us a little bit about your first introduction to PR? Yes. So I knew, for, I mean, first off, as an entrepreneur, um, I knew very early on in life that I wanted to be in business. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and I literally, I probably knew from the age of like, 
mm, 10, 11, 12. Um, and so when I went to college, I knew right away that I wanted to study uh, business. So I studied marketing and entrepreneurship. And um, I also knew that I loved magazines. I loved beauty care products more than anything else on the planet. And that's what I loved to read about, to try out, to play with. And so as I was studying at the University of Colorado at Boulder, I went into the internship office and told them I didn't want to work for a big company, but I wanted to work with a beauty care company. Um, and who did they know? And so actually what was awesome was that there was a small company based in Boulder, Colorado, and they made skincare products and they were open to having an intern from the University of Colorado at Boulder. So when I showed up for this internship, they did not need a marketing plan, which I could had written dozens of in my time in school, and they didn't need a business plan, which again, I had written dozens of. Um, and instead, they just wanted to get their product into national magazines. And so in sort of the vein of hustle, what I did was I didn't even know that public relations was a thing. I didn't know how to do this, but I knew that I read these magazines. I knew who was writing the articles. I also knew from reading all of the articles who would probably love these kind of quirky yet super hardworking products. And so I just reverse engineered and taught myself to do PR and to write press releases and send products to people who then would go and mention them in the pages of magazines like Oprah's Magazine and Glamour and Cosmo and Vogue. So um, yeah, that's how I, I did it. And I just got super resourceful, but I also, I am a relationships person. And so all of those media individuals who were probably in around my same age group, um, I kept up with them. I kept their contacts. I kept their information over years and years and years. And some of them I still know. Um, and that was then how I became known in Boulder, Colorado, after my internship and graduation as the girl that could get you published in National Magazine. That is awesome. I love that you didn't uh -huh. have a roadmap. You didn't, you weren't taught this in school. You figured it out. And I just, oh, I love that resourcefulness. And I love that you blend the interests that you had with your career. And I think too often we think, oh, well, that's just something that, you know, that's just a hobby or that's just something I do on the side. But you brought in that interest and that was the secret sauce. You knew who these magazines were and made it happen. That's fantastic. Well, and I think that that's actually a super important note just for life and work in general. It is something um, I have had the great pleasure of spending a lot of time with Sir Richard Branson of Virgin. Um, and something he always talks about is that when it is something that you are interested in and there is, and you find it fun, it is never work. And so, um, and that is what we think of today in my company is that we collectively come together as an entire company to ask ourselves, who do we want to be serving as a company so that it feels like fun when we are doing it and when we are winning on behalf of our clients and get to be part of their longer story of how they have grown and served the world. 
Like that feels good. And if I am doing that every day, that means it doesn't feel like work. It feels like this great kind of daily accomplishment. That's awesome. And talk about bringing your team together. What do you look for when you're hiring for your team? That's a great question. And I actually think that the answer has evolved over time. I think that something I'm super interested in today is I want to hire people that are so much smarter than me. And so, and I think that that had, that's what's evolved over time because I think earlier on, I wanted people that were able to um, learn. And whereas today, I would say I want people who are able to learn, but also to teach. And I don't think that you need to have so many years under your belt to be able to teach. And so I am always inspired by people that are in school or just getting out of school. And that what do you think? What are you thinking about? What is of interest to you? What are you seeing out and about that is that you think is dynamic because I promise you that you are seeing something that I may not necessarily be seeing. And so that's actually why I, um, we do, I mean, it's interesting. I don't do a lot of informational interviews anymore because my challenge with informational interviews was that I wanted people to show up and to tell me something about what I was doing or what our company was doing and have a strong point of view on that so that we could be able to grow because also I think that is the wonderful basis for a relationship is when you're able to have these sort of mutually beneficial conversations versus just one-way conversations. I love that you made that distinction. Yes. Yes. And so when you ask the question of what we, of what we look for, I will say that people who can learn, but also who can teach um, it is super helpful when people are able to describe previous success and that previous success can come from whether it is a school project, whether it is, um, just something that you did where you had to think a little bit outside the box to solve a problem. That's really interesting thinking, at least to me. Um, and I also think to have an enthusiasm for what we do which that isn't hard to do, um, especially when we are dealing with some of the world, some like super interesting companies and people and things like that. But then, but to have an enthusiasm for even when it gets a little bit tricky and difficult. Yeah. Well, and I think when we are working with college students, with young adults, we talk about that informational interview as being a two-way conversation and that distinction that you made about having a point of view, building it as sort of foundational with the people that you're talking to. That's just, I, I love that you made that point, but then to be able to describe your previous experience, that's something that we also emphasize for people. So thanks for reinforcing all of the <laughs> lessons that we tried. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think something, and for that, for that informational interview, something to remember is that if you are just showing up with the questions that people encourage you to ask, so if that is the basic questions, then actually you're not necessarily showing up as your best self, I don't think. And so I know the basic questions are, tell me what you do, tell me what you're looking for to hire, tell me what skills I should be trying to learn. 
I'm more interested in someone that wants to come to the table and say, here's what I've done so far. Where would you add in? Where would you take apart? Also, here's what I think about the work that your company is doing. I love that. And how it might be applicable to someone in my age group. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Good advice. Are there, you talked about the relationship piece early on too. Is there anything else that you think makes someone good in public relations? Any skills or abilities that really prepare someone for a career in public relations? I would also say resourcefulness. So it is when you are working to place a story. So say Love Your Melon comes out with a new line and that they are doing a partnership with Star Wars. There's It's super easy potentially to place that story, but to be resourceful and to find other places where that story fits or other ways that you can get a bigger, more interesting piece about the company as a whole versus just the one product, that is that is a resourcefulness skill. And so that takes some research, that takes some looking around, that is why, whether it is PR, but maybe it's any job, but to always have your eyes open for information and learnings that may contribute to your work life. So you are a curious person by nature and you are known for saying yes you know, to new ideas and new opportunities. Can you explain how it's really impacted your career and Lola Red's growth? Um, well, my least favorite word is no. So I hate to say it and I even more hate to hear it. So I say yes to most opportunities that come our way um, and that come my way. But I also, I have found that in listening to that and by saying yes, my life has been so rich and so full and so dynamic. And I have done things that I never knew that I wanted to do. I have done things that I never, that I never even dreamt of. And I think one of um, sort of a funny story of saying yes was that I, by chance, got invited to be part of a group called Changemakers Rule Breakers, which is now called Forming Impact. Um, it is an international group of business leaders who have committed to use our businesses, our times in the spotlight to further good in the world. And so in being invited to this group, one of their gatherings was on Richard Branson's Necker Island. Um, and so I was going, I was invited to go with a group of 30 people for six days to Necker Island. I really had no idea if Richard or any of his other friends were going to be there. So um, I literally just said, yes, I'll be there. I did not know a single other person, nor had I talked to anyone before I showed up there. And it ended up that when I, and the only, I asked one question and my question was, was there going to be a hairdryer in the room? So um, I don't know why that was important to me, but so literally showed up on this island. There were five other Americans. Everyone was from somewhere else. And I ended up meeting some of the most interesting business people I have ever met. Um, and also just a great, great network of friends that I just didn't expect. And so that was the first time I took a, well, that was not the first time I took a leap like that. But then a year later, they asked me if I would join another group 
sort of an adjacent group of theirs to do a challenge called the Strive Challenge, where I was challenged to get on a road bike and ride for 240 miles with the Branson family and some other um, awesome, awesome individuals. And, um, and it was to support a charity called the Big Change Charity. And so I said, yes. Now, in, in seven weeks to train, and literally, I had never ridden a road bike like that before. So <laughs> I just said yes, but I ended up jumping into just this great adventure that I also think brings a lot of texture and learnings to my business experience and to my business. I That's insane and amazing. I just, and I think you talk about that texture, that layering, just the more experiences. And yeah, had you questioned, you never would have experienced any of that. So that's, so what advice do you have for our listeners that are themselves entrepreneurs or really, you know, looking to build, grow and expand their business? Yeah. So I think um, it is advice, but these are also lessons from my journeys. Um, I think to, I think constantly as women, we do this weird thing and that we undervalue ourselves. Um, and I, I, I say, I, I may not, not every woman does this, um, but I have found it more in female business owners, but I think to, recognize that your value is extraordinary. And so as an entrepreneur, to make sure that you are communicating that value and also that you are making sure that you are paid for that value. And I think that is whether you are an entrepreneur or um, someone in the work world, I think that is a really important lesson. Um, and I think to also, um, I guess not be so concerned about the judgments of the rest of the world or society and to really make sure that you are driven and that your heart is in what you are doing. That is a hard thing to do, that judgment piece, right? I just feel like it happens without us even recognizing it. How do you turn away from that little voice inside your head? Um, well, I don't, I think what you have to do is I actually think you have to look further inward to that voice and that why is it there and what is it, um, what is it speaking to, which quite often that is, I think that is ego and everybody has one, whether we want to or not. I've got a pretty big one that I try to tame but making sure that it is not my ego that is driving for things that it is because that is truly where my heart and soul is living and where I'm supposed to go. All right. Good advice. Absolutely. So in recent years, you've expanded your business uh, to work with professional athletes and launched Lola Pro. Tell us a little bit about that work. Yes. So Lola Pro is a separate division of Lola Red. Uh, it launched probably six years ago, five or six years ago. And we represent professional athletes in that. And so 
Um, and our athlete roster has included Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings, Jason Zucker of the Minnesota Wild, and now the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Xavier Rhodes of the Vikings, now of the Indiana Colts. Right now, our newest member to the group is uh, Frank Ragnow of the Detroit Lions. And so the work that we do for them is very similar to the work that we do for our corporate clients because these professionals are their brands themselves. Um, and the work that we do is that we help to um, amplify the greatness that they are shining through with any of their charitable and community outreach. Uh, we advise them on their social media. We coordinate their events. We do their PR for them. So making sure that they are doing a bunch of media interviews and doing them well. Um, and then we also do brand partnerships. So that is when you see that players or professional athletes have partnerships with, whether it's a water brand or um, a workout brand or something like that. Um, so, and it is the work um, for me, it is an awesome evolution in PR and it, we are able to apply all of the skills and learnings that we have learned over time. 20 years in business to these individual athletes. But I also, I will say, I love this work so much because these professional athletes, they are some people that are operating at just the highest level of um, not just, I mean, yes, in the game of sport, but also just in managing lives and families and businesses. And so they are extraordinary humans that I find I personally get to learn so much from, but also get to share so much with um, because we are frankly teaching each other. They teach me more about sport and I help them with what I know about business. And that business really evolved from a saying yes moment too, right? Yes. So it was actually one of our clients. His name is Dr. Josh Sandell. Dr. Josh Sandell is the founder of. Um, these clinics called orthology, where they pair uh, chiropractic care and physical therapy. Um, and Dr. Josh only, really only works on professional athletes. And so he um, worked with many over the years. And also when we were representing Dr. Josh, he finally came to us one day and said, can you do for professional athletes what you do for me? And so we said yes, and then we tested it for a while to see, could we make a difference? And what was the difference that we were able to make? And what were we able to do to enhance and sort of elevate these professional athletes? And um, yeah, so one of our first test cases was Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings. And over the past six years, we have really grown together and I think that I mean Kyle is just a superstar on his own and then what we are able to do just to amplify that and to make sure that people see how amazing he really is it has been the greatest gift and the impact that he and we collectively have had 
positively on the community and beyond has been, I mean, one of my greatest adventures. So. Well, and you said earlier that, you know, saying yes leads you to things you never knew you wanted. You didn't seek out Lola Pro and this part of your business that is ultimately so rewarding personally and professionally. And you, I had no idea that. Yeah. I had no idea. And the best part is that there is so much that our players know and experience that I have no idea about. I can't even imagine what it is like to go and play football every day. And then, I mean, at the time when we started all of this, I was like, I know nothing about football. But that is also a brilliant lens that my company is able to bring to some of these athletes is to take off some of the halo that follows professional sports and look at it as kind of a pure business opportunity from the end, from the perspective that um, I am more interested for a professional athlete, say someone like Frank Ragno of the Detroit Lions, the sports world is going to know him because he is a superstar player. I am more interested in if people outside of sports know him because he is an exceptional human. And so doing that kind of work and looking at it from that perspective is kind of this great puzzle to put together and this great opportunity. So that's why that's why we do it. And I think that is why it is super, super interesting to me. You know, so many themes can keep popping up in our conversation, but you talked about earlier about how women tend to sort of undervalue themselves. It would have been super easy for you to say, oh, well, no, I don't know sports. I don't know football. And say no to that opportunity by, by valuing what you do really, really well. You are able to bring that different lens, right? And bring tremendous value. Well, I love it. And I will say it is super fun. And one of my favorite jokes is that, I mean, granted, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm not at my office as much as I used to be. But I always joke with our players. I'm like, oh, are you going to the office? Like wearing because their office is a training facility. But that's, it is just a world that I never knew. But that's what they go to work and do and have to take care of themselves. And it's just, it's so interesting. But you did grow up as an athlete. You were playing tennis and running track. You know, what life lessons do you think you learned through? Um, I think I learned, I do think I learned about team. I will say in the business, one of, and just in life, one of my strengths is competition. And so I think in those sports, I learned the mental game to win, which is um, something that has carried me. I just love to win. And so whether today, if I am playing tennis or if I am golfing or if I am climbing a mountain, I just want to enjoy the ride and then get there and do it and win. So, um, and for me, sports was so important because I also think that when, when you are a student and are also playing sports, you also have to learn balance. And so figuring out that balance has actually helped me again in thinking that I like to live this super, super full life and figuring out how to do it all because you can, you can. 
if, if you want to. And figuring out how to do that has been, um, I think, part of what came from playing sport. And talk about full life. You literally climb mountains every year. Tell us about that. That's what I'm going to do right now. Yeah, I mean, not today. Um, but I am in the midst of training. I'm heading out to Colorado later on this week to go climb another 14,000 foot peak, which is what I do every summer. And man, is it hard. Wow. Wow. Well, very impressive. As is. Yeah, I, quite frankly, today, here is, here is, here is what I am dealing with mentally is that I am scared. So I have been training for eight weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, um, literally hiking putting in 10 hours per weekend, wearing a 20 pound vest, climbing every hill I can find and every set of stairs. And it's still hard. So I know now is the time I'm not going to get stronger in the next week. There's like nothing miraculous that can happen. Um, and so now is the time when I have to rely on my brain and know that I have done the work and that my body is strong and it is ready to cope. Which I think is why sports is such a great reflection of life in that you do what you do, you can study, you can prepare, you can learn. Eventually you just have to trust that you've done the right things and go for it. Right. And believe it and believe it. Are you ready for a few rapid fire questions at the, as we wrap up our conversation? So who is your favorite female athlete? Ooh, Today, Serena Williams. Yeah, we're all in that tennis mode. Favorite uh, sports team? Ooh, Minnesota Twins. And we do not work with okay. any baseball players. But that is a sport that I like to sit and watch. What about your favorite Olympic sport? That's a tough one. Because if it's the Olympics, I will pretty much watch anything. Would you uh, rather have the superpower ability to fly or be invisible? Oh, fly. I hate driving. I hate it. Think about how fast you'd get everywhere. Well, this is so much fun. And thank you for sharing your experiences and your attitude on life and business. And I just, I know that you've inspired so many people through this to just say yes, to believe in themselves and try. So thank you for that. And thank you for being part of the Power Chat podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Her Next Play Power Chat podcast. We hope you've been inspired to become part of our community and join us in our mission to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. You can help support us by heading to our website at www.hernextplay.org to join our booster club as a donor or a volunteer. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Her Next Play to learn more about our programs and upcoming events. We'll be back soon for the next Power Chat.